Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tonight, look at that. We have a release date for Daredevil Season 3 already. And wait a minute. Venom is going to be rated PG-13? What the heck? And we're going to get you ready for Tuesday's premiere, Season 2 of The Gifted, Michael Shirley's favorite show. Marvel TV Weekly starts now! You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Yes, welcome to Marvel TV Weekly. Here we are. Sympathy for the devil. The devil of Hale's Kitchen. Yes, yes we do. Nice. Finally, we uh, talked a little bit about it last week, and uh, I, I thought that uh, there was going to be a season three of Daredevil on October 12th. Turns out it's October 19th. It actually works way better for me. It's that weekend, so thanks, Matt. Uh, but uh, very excited that we're going to get it already. And uh, unfortunately for someone who was a big fan of Iron Fist, he's already forgotten about because now everybody's like, oh my God, finally, Daredevil. It's been two years since we've had a season of Daredevil, believe it or not. Uh, You know, obviously the Defenders, the Defenders is a real offshoot of, of his show, but that was the last time we saw. But we'll talk about that and everything else in a few minutes. I am Christian Black, joined by Zia Land. Zia hey, Anderson, everybody. but she's Zia Landerson. <laughs> Zia Landerson. And Carrie D. Lane. What's up? Uh, Amy Cassandra Martinez on assignment. Yes. I don't know what she's assigned to do, but uh, she assigned herself not being here. No, she's <laughs> she's uh, getting ready to do uh, some clever things out there. Make sure you always keep an eye on what she's up to. In any case. I what you did oh, you like that? I like that a lot. Like, I just nice. wanted somebody to like that it. Was and good. Here's, the, here's the great thing about Amy. She will watch this because she will watch the show when she's not here. Maybe because she's paranoid that we're going to say mean things about her. Who would ever mm. say mean things about her? But she just wants to always know. So she'll appreciate that. She'll like text, haha, clever. I get it too. <laughs> anyway, all that being said, let's go to the big news, which is indeed not only do we have a date for Daredevil season three, but we're also getting some looks at the season and we're going to see a little bit of Matt in the old costume, which is, you know, sort of the, the black, like sort of the mask, the, I don't know. What do you call that? Classic. <laughs> yeah. The, the yeah. classic look. The OG. What do you call it? I uh, like by the, Tony B. Tony in the booth. Hey, oh, what up everybody? It's Tony in the booth. I like to call it the vigilante costume. Yeah. yeah. He, that's pretty it's much what he one. wears when yeah. he's a, being a vigilante. Yeah. And that, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and we found out a little bit about the fact that, one, season's going to be season three, Friday, October 19th. So uh, our show a couple days later, I will have uh, probably not watched the whole thing, but I'll have watched more of it than I'll be able to talk about because that's just the way we do things. Uh, Zia, (laughs) the realization that Matt Murdock will be back in our lives October 19th. So surprising. What did you think? 
She's she's for those of you for those of you that are just listening. Yeah, there was a lot of dancing. Yeah, I can hear those fists. Yeah, yes, I was really excited. I'm really excited. The only thing now missing to complete this year, even though I know this isn't going to happen, is a Punisher season two. We know mm. that they've done Punisher season two, and there is a chance because uh, I, I don't know that they'll squeeze it into this year because there's. But look, Netflix. While we've been talking right now, Netflix has released three series, two movies, and four comedy specials just in these ten minutes. Wow! So yeah, I know it's crazy. And look, they just Sheesh. did another one, an animated series you never heard of. So there's so much content that maybe they'll find. You know, maybe right around Christmas because. What says Christmas better than Frank Castle with a bunch of guns? Hmm. You know, it's the best Christmas yeah. present Christmas ever. Because yeah. if you think yeah. Die Hard's a good movie, then you would think that Frank Castle is a great uh-huh. Christmas present. Yes. I associate Frank Castle, at the Punisher, with Christmas. I don't know if, you, if that's just me. I mean, it might just be you. I usually he's very he's a very jolly fellow. Yeah. We were just yes. talking about the gift that was the original Punisher movie with Dolph Lundgren. And uh, <laughs> if you if you have someone on your Christmas list that doesn't have it in their collection, go ahead and give it to them and see if they're your friend anymore. But anyway, uh, we have some cool photos. Uh, Anthony is showing one of them. And this is, for all indications, a very dark season. We have talked a little bit about it is based on the Born Again storyline written by Frank Miller. From Daredevil 227 through 233. Uh, or you can just buy it digitally. There's trade paperbacks, various collections where you can just read it. And the craziest thing about that story is like the issue before is just sort of like Daredevil doing Daredevil stuff. Episode 234, it's just like all of a sudden it's just back to being Daredevil. But like right in between is this crazy like, whoa, this is this is crazy dark. Uh, and uh, so Zia, the idea that we're finally going to get a look at this season, uh, what do you think? I'm so excited. I'm excited because this, if it's anything based on the comics, which I know we've talked about, it's going to be, again, you said it's very dark. This is 100% my style. So I'm looking forward to it, especially because I'm really looking forward to the tone and what they've shown so far. I'm excited about it. So when it comes to your sort of comic book movies, are you more of... Say the darker worlds of Daredevil than you are, say, like an Ant Man and the Wasp person. Yeah, I mean it depends. I still thoroughly enjoy those those movies mm-hmm. as well, um, and I like you know the Thor movie that everybody hated. The Dark I, World. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, I didn't hate it, but it, it's one of my least favorite Marvel movies. However, I like. The, all the Marvel movies, so something's got to be at the bottom of the list. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I do enjoy those as well, and sometimes I like a lighthearted thing, but for some reason, especially when it comes to series, when you're going to have more than one episode and it's not just a two-hour fun movie, I and just the feel of it, going with Daredevil and going with um, The Punisher, it just I, it needs that gritty feel for me. If it feels too cartoony, I'm not as into it. Uh, Carrie, your thoughts sort of on just Daredevil in general, what we've seen already, two seasons and the Defenders, uh, expectations for this season and just your excitement level for more Matt Murdock. I am excited for it. I'm not quite doing the happy dance, but I am excited. <laughs> I enjoy Daredevil very much. I am totally cool with it going dark. I think the better blend of a superhero anything is the mix of the lighthearted and the dark because then you appreciate the different levels it gets would you Um, mean like deadpool or is that a little too much on the silly side that's a bit too much on the silly side i mean like the i mean the early marvel movies had it like they have the comedy in it where heavier things happen so i'm excited that this will take a dark turn and i feel it works with daredevil because there are dark 
parts for Luke Cage, but somehow it doesn't seem as, like, gritty. Yeah, gritty. And Punisher's in the gritty realm, too, and Mm -hmm. so Daredevil feels that fit. Even Jessica Jones isn't quite that same gritty. Well, she... Because she's so indestructible. And there's a lot of comedic moments with her. Yeah, I would say that Luke, to a little bit of a lesser extent, but Jessica is just funny throughout. Lots of jokes and just sort of her very sarcastic outlook on the world lends itself to comedy. So I think that, yeah, this is just going to be a really dark world, uh, which is the name of of Zia's favorite Thor movie, which I didn't My favorite. I just like it. it's your favorite. You can say (laughs) it. Well, but the question, here's a good one. Black Magic in the chat says, is it going too dark, though? It's been dark since it came out. Yeah, I mean, this is going even darker. And, I mean, this is... Look, the Kingpin is the main bad guy in this movie, in this season, sorry. And, Uh, look, he's basically looking to destroy Daredevil's life. We'll leave it at that part right there. mm -hmm. And then you watch the season and you'll see... You know, we'll see how close it is to the comics. Uh, I feel like if you read the comics, it's not going to ruin the season. What was that, Tony? I was like, he's destroying his life and his back. Like trying to break his back. Well, you know, there's a. It depends. I'm not quite sure what they're, you know, how they're going to do that. I don't know if he's going to pull a full bane on him, but uh, we will see where that goes for sure. Um, so obviously, these are a lot of teaser images. Having the date is very exciting. Uh, I thought they were going to do something tied in with New York Comic Con, which is the weekend before. Well, they're going to probably let you know, like, all right, here's what you can see. Maybe people there get to see it early, but uh, very exciting. The interesting thing, sort of a little footnote to this is Jeff Loeb, who heads Marvel TV, mentioned that they have talks and plans. They've mapped out Daredevil seasons four, five, and six. Now, none of these shows have really committed Hmm. to even the season three. But as we've sort of referenced in the past, if Netflix doesn't want any of these shows anymore, I'm pretty sure that Disney would be happy to have them on their streaming service. But would they change, like, the darkness of it? I mean, I don't know. It's interesting because, you know, they're going to – like, they're going to have a season of Star Wars Clone Wars, which is a lot darker than Mm -hmm. other Disney Star Wars content. Now, I don't know. You know, maybe that that one will be a lot cuter, you know? Maybe they'll be brighter and sunnier. And maybe that would happen with some of this. But – on some level, they do understand what works, mm-hmm. and that's why the merger with the Fox properties would be fascinating to see. You know, would Disney put out a movie like Logan? Would they put out a, a Deadpool movie? They apparently were not particularly interested in there being the Deadpool animated series that Donald Grover created. Mm-hmm. I, supposedly, the Disney slash Marvel was really involved in that. You know, killing that. So, uh, will be interesting to see, but. I think that Netflix is like, well, you know, people like these shows. This is great. Um, but, you know, at some point, at some point, Netflix is going to have to start paying some bills. You know, I mean, yeah. they spend like a billion dollars a year on content. And, uh, you know, I don't get any of it. So I think it's too much. But, uh, you know, if they want to start giving me some money, then that's fine. But, you know, I give them money. So I feel like I'm paying for these shows because I am. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Sorry, what? Uh, well, similar, going off that topic, Black Magic adds, it would be stupid of them to change the tone of any show they acquire the fan base would leave. Yeah. No, I think that people would be very dissatisfied with a, an entire tonal shift. They wouldn't yeah. leave. <laughs> well, they, I mean, it, I would still watch it. And exactly. I think a yeah. lot of people still they'd would. They'd be mad, and they would, they'd watch it with their arms crossed and, like, complaining <laughs> the okay. whole time. This is not good, but I'm only going to watch 12 more episodes. Because I'm such a fan. Well, that's like yeah. people being but, upset for Venom rating. They're like, we'll going to ta- go anyway. It's, right, yeah. that's true. Well, and we'll talk about that in a second. What yeah. were you going to say, Z? Oh, I was just going to say, but it might not lead them to watch another season. If I watch one season that I'm not happy with, and mm. the next season is done by the same... 
I'm not going to watch the next season. True. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch the next season. <laughs> you know, I, 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 have a, I have a lot of problem breaking up with TV shows. Like, I'll watch TV shows that I, I like, at some point, and I'm just like, wait a minute, isn't every episode of Married with Children exactly the same? There were, like, 11 seasons. I was, like, in for, like, nine of them. And then eventually I was like, why am I watching this? And just the idea of just not watching a show, I'm like, but I'm missing what's happening. That's funny. I am not the same. Yeah. I, Good for you. I would love to be like that all the time. But on I wish purpose, I, I kind of ghost it. Like I'll be watching for a while and then kind of start not, <laughs> and then be like, yeah, I started, and then it just kind of fell off. Well, with the old model where you had to pay attention to when things were actually on, like a, a good example. This is off topic, but that's all right. Uh, the the uh, example I always use is the FX show Rescue Me with Dennis Leary. Mm -hmm. I really liked the first season and I caught like in the middle of the second season and then all of a sudden there was a fourth season. I'm like, how was I supposed to know this? And I was just like, I can't, I just can't watch the show if I don't know when it's on. So that'll still happen though, especially, you know, I mean, for Marvel and things, especially these shows, we're keeping an eye on when all the release dates are and that's why we let people know. But there are definitely things that it's like, oh, hey, that's coming back. You know, like, perfect example. Show I really like on NBC is The Good Place. Well, that's back on Thursday. And I was like, already? I, I almost missed it. Except I wouldn't have because it would be on Hulu. But you just see what I'm saying. You yes. still, like, shows all of a sudden can be back. And that's the thing about a Netflix show. It can be, have been back for a couple weeks and you're like, wait a minute. I'm two weeks behind and that means 13 episodes behind. So I can't talk to anybody about it. So that's why... We need everybody to watch Daredevil basically the minute it comes out. Watch it at midnight, and you'll be done around 1 p.m. Now, see, Great. I might do that for that, but Iron Fist. Iron Fist was 10 <laughs> hours. You could have been done by 10 a.m. It was a struggle to watch one. But did you stop after one? Yeah. Because it get, it's so I, good. I was like, oh, it's, is this how it's going to be? It's so good. And, you know, when we we did the we did the Iron Fist panel literally right before this. We did the, we did the season finale. The finale. finale. Mm -hmm. uh, and our panelist, uh, our co-panelist, uh, Emmanuel Wright, hates Danny Rand. Doesn't like he him. does not mm, like him at all. And he really liked the season because he likes the other characters. He likes He's much better this season. Yeah. But when I'm getting the setup of who our villains are going to be, it's just like... Mm. Yeah, I mean, I it's mostly I go from one Davos. annoying character to another annoying whiny character. Well, all this <laughs> stuff sucks. I'm just going to whine about it. And you're just like, oh, can I get a worthy villain that you're like, yes, it's an opponent for my hero. He's a pretty good villain as it goes along because, uh, you know, and we've talked about all the spoilers for Iron Fist True. on this show. Yeah. Uh, when Davos ends up with the Iron Fist, it's like, oh, hey, look at that. He's got two of them. That's right. I just spoiled one thing for you. But we're that's, already seen you, stuff you've already seen that. stuff. So. You have, we it's, I'm it. not that invested in the show, so I don't think I'll be spoiled. That's all right. Darn. Yeah, you should almost like just watch the last 10 minutes of the last episode because then you'll see <laughs> yes. all the stuff where you're like, what the hell is that? That's uh, the only stuff that... Yeah, know, I would yeah. say actually just the last two episodes in their entirety because yeah. it's interesting how yeah. it all plays out. Uh, I do like this. Hey, in the chat says, Carrie wants some sharp cheese. Yes, I need some cheese with that wine. <laughs> yes. Nice. Exactly. Uh, I mean, well, I'll, I'll probably still watch it anyways because I watched the first season, but it was a struggle to get through it. There's only so 10 of them. There's three less than the first <sighs> season. Ten anyway, is much better. I know we've talked about this if, many times. Uh, if Daredevil season three is thirteen episodes, great. If it's ten, I'm not going to be like, oh no. I'm going to be like, okay, they yeah, clearly yeah. felt like it's a ten episode story. Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe if they pick and choose, they'll figure it out. Anyway, mm -hmm. uh, we'll talk about a couple more things in a moment. But first, Zia has this important message. Mm -hmm. Hey, After Buzzers. Our network produces after shows for nearly all of your favorite TV shows. From dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more, there is no network that works harder to serve television fans. 
But we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that is tailor-made for you, and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be, because they are optional. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel and check out our other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. Let us know you did so in the comments, and we'll thank you on air. For now, thank you for being the best fans and for helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. I feel like I already heard you read that today. Anyway, thank you, Zia. <laughs> Just about uh, you know, 30 minutes ago. we alluded to uh, <laughs> a little bit ago, there is a little bit of grumbling, and by that I mean people are very upset, that Venom was given a PG-13 rating. <sighs> it had been, oh we've been given the indication God. that it's going to be, did you not know well, that, Anthony? Uh, no, we no, knew. I'm- Furious about yeah. it. I'm, I'm not like furious about really No, well, we've been giving the indication yes. that it was going to be rated R, and it's a great, that's a great way to do that character. He yes. literally bites people's heads off. Yes. That's not a PG 13 thing. And, you know, good for Fox sticking to their guns with Deadpool because, yeah, you could have softened it a lot and it would have been PG 13 and it would not have been as good. And, I think the Venom movie will be good, and if it's not, I'll still have seen it and spent money on it, so they don't care. It's just more when they want to go and make a Venom 2 and they want it to be rated G. That's going to be a problem. Ugh. But I think that the character would work so much better, and I don't know, whatever their market research finds that, oh, we're going to sell X more tickets if it's PG-13. The one thing that it tells me is that they're not entirely happy with the way it turned out. So mm. they're like, you know what? Let's soften it a little bit. Let's sell some more tickets. And if it is a little bit of a surprise and it does well, then we'll have the big unrated edition that you can get digitally and on Blu-ray. And if people love the unrated edition, maybe we'll even sneak it back into theaters. But, yeah. Tony, you, you clearly are... I've been tracking this yeah. film. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. So, yeah, uh, he, he uh, was it David Flesher made, had an interview with Fandango where he said he did say that Depending on where it lands, we'll see if there is even an unrated cut of it. Which kind of sounds like, depending on how well the film does, yeah. we'll see if there's if it's even worthy or worth making an uh, unrated cut of the film. Sorry, can you guys hear me? I'm getting yeah, <laughs> yeah, you were cutting okay. out a little bit. Yeah, sorry, but yeah, I am I am really disappointed in this news. I really wanted an R-rated uh, Venom. Um, granted, I I, I want to be a, a bit positive, and I want to say that it can still work. It's just not going to have that same effect. Effect. They can do bites, heads being bitten off, but they just can't show it. They have to do it off screen. And there's an effect. There's, I think there's an effective way that you can pull that off. And if not, then, you know, as long as they have the overall tone of Venom and he's still like quirky, but also very terrifying um, without killing anyone, then I think it'll still be a, a, a something to watch. And I'm still I'm still for it. I'm just a little sad about it. I think it sort of defeats the purpose of divesting the character from Spider-Man because if it's any way related to Spider-Man, of course it would be PG-13 or even PG. Spider-Man's not an R-rated character. He has some a couple of R-rated stories where just like dark stuff happens to them. I gave a trade paperback of one to carry for a birthday uh, at Craven's Last Hunt. But really, it's like, well, then you have this opportunity to tell this really dark version of this character. Uh, I don't know why you wouldn't do it. Well, so we had said on Horror Movie News that uh, the possibility was more that they could tie it in with a Spider-Man film later, which is PG-13. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, but, you, but you could still do that with this you one being rated R. Exactly. R yeah. as the yeah. I mean, Deadpool no... has X-Men in his movie. Yeah. He has Colossus like, in his yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, the fact that they did, that they did this in the, in hopes that they would cross the stream with Spider Man just is so ridiculous to me because they could have just made again like they could have just made the rated R film. It it could have been what it was it should have been, and then and then they would have had like the Sony they would have had like MCU like clamoring yeah. for like they would love to have Venom on after that after the success you're, it would have been. You're right, Anthony. They should not have gone for it because if we learned anything from Ghostbusters, don't cross the streams. We obviously know <laughs> never. That should do ever uh so uh but uh zia so you hear this realization and the point that was being made earlier you still gonna see it though yeah i no. already bought tickets good for <laughs> so, you because yes. i don't have tickets yet but <laughs> so it's happened yeah i'm absolutely gonna go watch it but it's just it is it's a disappointment i was expecting a rated r movie it's not going to be a rated r movie it worked perfectly with deadpool and it worked perfectly with logan and i don't really think they lost any money on it because i also have to say that I know people who had kids that took their kids to see Deadpool anyway. Oh, yeah, I, so, I, I I went to the when I saw the first Deadpool, there was like a, a mom and a kid who was like nine here, and I was just like, I feel like I should say something. Like, do you know what you're about to see? But they stayed the whole time, so I'm like, clearly they did. They did. But just over the weekend, I saw a kid. I was at the LA Zoo. He had on a Deadpool T-shirt and a, and a Deadpool hat. I'm like, he's clearly seen the movie. He's like nine, ten, so whatever. I mean, I, I saw the Dolph Lundgren Punisher when I was twelve, but I don't think that's like seeing Deadpool. Uh, Carrie. So ultimately, that's what it comes down to. People are people are going to see it anyway. But... I think people are going to see it anyways, but definitely those who want the rated R are going to go with their arms crossed and be like, "Well, fine." I'm yeah. Still going to go watch it anyway. Well, yeah. Of course. But we, I think it's more we all want to go in, go be like, "Well, please pleasantly surprise me yeah. and make it a good PG thirteen because there are some PG thirteen movies that are intense." I mean, it's not like I can listen. It's I on my head. I, but I'm trying to think I of. I was trying to think of a, a, maybe something like, to think of in the future is: is there an effective horror movie that was done? I don't mean a slasher movie, but like a horror movie that was told PG thirteen was done well. I'm sure there's an example. Anybody in the chat has one? Please let us know. Yeah. What are some of your favorite? Like, it should maybe have been a rated R, but they did PG-13, and it's good. Um, also, a few other people. Uh, Christian Jackson also bought tickets, as well as... Zeal, see you there. Star Drew bought their <laughs> tickets. And uh, what was something else? Yeah. Um, words Wong says, so Sony wants as much money on it. Yes. So it's pretty much it's a good way to get more money because if it's PG thirteen you get more people. I was just saying on box office breakdown I was in line for the movies and they turned away these kids. I mean they weren't that young but they're in high school and they asked for ID because they wanted to see a rated R movie and they got turned away because they didn't have ID. Well, one thing that uh, is a little harder to do now that you oh. have assigned seating at movie theaters, which personally I think is great. Love what it. did we used to do at the multiplex? You sneak oh, well, in. We'll buy a ticket for the PG movie or even yeah. the Disney movie. Mm-hmm. And then you'll just go and see the R-rated movie that, you know, you would never tell your mom you were going to go see, you know. Even like in the, you know, in the old days, you'd have at least six to ten movies to, you know, you'd like buy one ticket yeah. and just go into another one. Anyway. Apparently kids today aren't that smart. Well, they um, also they also have assigned seats, so it's true. like hard. I mean, you're like, I guess you but can you look can online check the app before you go and you in. can see wh- yeah. where they're empty. And like, well, if I sit in the back row, I'm gonna um, be okay. Let's see. Uh, Star Drew says Gremlins, but uh, I don't think that's that I intense. Think gre- but maybe gre- it was Gremlins. You know, Gremlins might have been rated PG yeah. because it's before the PG PG thirteen. Okay. Yeah, uh, I think um, Dune and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. For me, if I'm right, those are the first two like PG thirteen movies that I remember. Uh, and yeah, so PG used to, you know, used to just be 
a wide range of like anything from like just above a Disney remember, movie to like right below a slasher film. Like not intensity of violence, but like the nudity in Titanic mm-hmm. was PG thirteen, and you saw a lot of like boobs for that, which was like oh, this was and you know what the how the ratings changed. Uh, DeAndre Sanders says The Ring. That's a good choice. Oh, that's, that's, that's not rated R. Okay. okay. So I, I just bad. assumed it was rated R. But, um, yeah. And then Christian Jackson says, I mean, Avengers 1 was almost rated R because of Coulson There's getting no stabbed way. showed too much. There's no way. I saw I, that. I think that they adjusted the scene. Yes. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that that affected the movie in any way. That, you know, I, I don't think... I don't think that movie should have been rated R, so no. I understand that. That's yeah. that's one of those ones, hey, this one thing in your movie shouldn't be there, you know? Do so. you guys remember NC-17? Yes. I do. What, is, I, what was that? So that was like... Even the, more intense. Well, what you used to have was the highest rating was X, and that often is what you think of for pornographic films. That's what I was thinking. And when you had an X rating, a lot of publications wouldn't run ads for it. Like a great example, the film Midnight Cowboy, when it was released, was rated X. There was a cut of Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, there's a cut of Saturday Night Fever. Because they used the C word in it, Mm. it was rated X. So obviously in the mainstream cut, they go ahead and take that out. Which is funny because in another country like... um Jim Jeffries, that's a common slang word for yeah. him. Oh, it's yeah. like his, it's like his middle yeah. name. Yeah. yeah, I know. So, uh, and so then the, uh, the... Lord of the Rings movies? I don't see... Yeah, I mean, I don't see that those has, as like but horror movies. Violence. But Yeah, that's true. Very They're violent. Very, they are very violent. violent. Yeah. Yeah. How is that not right? I would say the, the Hobbit movies Conjuring too, sure. Is PG-13. Yeah, see, these are great examples. Uh, but so what NC-17... Oh, sh- Showgirls. And Showgirls was rated yeah. NC-17. Okay. Uh, and right. appropriately, by the way. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people didn't want that NC-17 rating either, though, because it was just like, well, what is that? Yeah. And uh, famously, uh, Kevin Smith's first movie, Clerks, was rated NC-17 just for the language. Was it yeah. really? And then he talked to them and he explained it and then he was able to get an R rating. It's like mm. that was the first time that they ever changed a rating. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. And it, it literally is just people talking. So but it also, really shouldn't have been. It just changes yeah. over the years. Like a rated PG movie you know, in the 80s was rated R or something, and today we'd be like, really? That's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could That's rewrite true. some movies. That changes yeah. over time, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, uh, Scream? Oh, God. Scream? I really thought that was rated R, but uh, it would make yeah, sense. 13? It would yeah. make sense as PG-13, oh. because it's mostly a comedy. Sky oh, no, he Patterson says they were originally rated at NC-17. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Scream was originally rated NC-17. And Titanic, okay. he says. I don't know. I, I, I don't know about it. Because yeah. of the boobs. I was like, that's the only main part. There's some... Yeah, there's not really much. No, I don't think so. We'll see that. Um, anyway, and go then ahead. Another one. Tying quick note up, on rating. Yes. Uh, Christian Jackson points out, watch the film. This film is not yet rated. It's a great documentary on ratings of R versus NC-17. You know, I've heard of that. Oh, okay. And yeah, that's I've actually very... That yeah, it's 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 sort of like a, a nerdy like film geek thing that I'm very interested in, especially sort of the idea of when ratings uh, have changed. Same. And the introduction of PG-13. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we will, of course, still, still see Venom. We'll probably yeah. talk about it maybe even that weekend. Mm-hmm. I know I'll see it. Uh, Zia, when do you have your tickets for? For Friday or you no have- Saturday? Saturday. Yeah, okay. that's that's Nick and I's only day together. So we typically Wait, see movies that day. This weekend? No, 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 oh, okay. no, no. The I'll Saturday no of the of that the it movie. comes out. Yeah. Yeah. It's like two weeks, right? Uh, yeah, so. it's the fifth of October, yeah, which is the Friday. Weeks. I don't think yeah. I've bought any movies. Okay, that's that's a good question for comments and chat. How far in advance have you bought tickets for a movie? Not usually, uh, just I because I, I don't go. Do. do you go Saturday during the day? Usually. So you probably mm-hmm. don't need to, but no. it's more like, oh, I just want to have Well, them. we also, I like to sit in, the, in one particular oh, row okay. in the... <laughs> 
two middle we're those people we have we have like between four seats that we always sit in yeah. depending on which ones are available okay. and that's Look, it. you know we have you a sit. list saved yeah. on our phone of certain theaters nice. and what row and yeah <laughs> nice well because it totally changes the experience it does. i don't it like does. to sit below it and look up nope. at it yeah i don't want to sit too close i usually like to be on the aisle because i don't want to feel like i'm a jerk if i get up uh but if it's imax 3d especially like well, can you get me as close to the middle as possible yeah. so uh, all right, well, we'll talk about all that. Now, one thing that is coming up uh, even sooner than that, Tuesday, is season two of The Gifted, Woo! which is a show that we talked a lot about on this show during its original 13-episode run. There's there's the whole gang. You know, I like when I did the screen grab of that. There, there was that X up there, and I'm like, I'm not going to crop <laughs> that out because I think it's funny that it's it there. It works. Yeah. So uh, we have uh, kind of the whole cast here. Uh, and what I think, and then now this is a look at the very different season two. Yeah. Now, we had, I don't know, I don't know that anybody on our panel, Carrie, you were here uh, from the beginning, loved it. Uh, maybe I liked love it more it. in the beginning. I didn't love it at first, but I grew to really like it. Now, actually. our... Uh, I was going to say departed, but our friend Michael Shirley, who has moved, he's still very much alive and very <laughs> much on social media. As you can keep, you can follow him at Michael X Shirley. See a free plug. Um, he didn't even ask me for that. In fact, he'd be like, "Why are you plugging?" Anyway, so uh, he really hated it, and I did not like it, mostly because I didn't like the way they treated the character of Polaris. She's a great character in the comics. She's Cyclops' sister-in-law. She's Magneto's daughter, and she's a super badass. And she's just like really annoying on the show in the first few episodes. Fair enough. Then her character arc really picks up and especially in the season finale I'm like, oh man, I really like what they're doing with her. I can't wait to see it. I came around. You you yeah. can see well, that by the end of the season I came around. I could agree at the beginning it's a not quite you know, right, you're just like mm, nothing. Eh. And then like the secret, a- not secret agent, but the agent who's after them Oh, him, I'll just warn you now, he's kind of annoying and doesn't get any better. Oh, no. But, like, that character was just like, ugh. Yeah, you know? so, and and I used no to... No growth there. I used to isolate from each episode when we talk about it, I would isolate my favorite bad quote of dialogue. Uh, yes. Lauren complaining about making corn muffins is the one that will always stick with me. So, there's some bad clunky dialogue. But, Zia, you watched zero episodes of The Gifted Season 1. And you know what I would say that you should do? Just watch season two because I like that it's starting yeah. in an interesting place. And you know what they're going to do at the beginning? Mm. They're going to give you probably two minutes of here's all the stuff you need to know. And as the story goes along, they'll probably over explain it a little bit where people who did watch like, well, who are they saying all this for? They're saying it for Zia who didn't mm. watch. Perfect. Um, Thanks, guys. I think that there is a potential for a very enjoyable show sort of buried under the show that they did season one. Hmm. Uh, the ratings were good enough that uh, Fox didn't really have too hard of a decision to make here. And it does indeed start on Tuesday uh, at 8, 7 central. So uh, we'll take just a couple minutes and we'll talk a little bit about the major players involved. Is there yeah, some Zai's comments Pilu on? Yeah, Zai's agrees. It has its highs and lows. I'm with Carrie. It gets good for, on the back third, 25% of the season. Uh, then it was... Uh, a couple people talking about looking forward to season one, uh, season two. Where'd it go? Uh, Marv season says, "Oh, and Andy is now a white-haired badass." Yeah, he has quicksilver <laughs> hair, which Black- is interesting. 
Quicksilver has cooler hair. Well, I gotta say, I'm liking this trailer. Oh yeah, it the looks trailer good. you're showing oh, is a really cool, cool comic book trailer. I, I I didn't even look up and see that you were showing it. Yeah, I really yeah. like the way that they did this comic book style. It's very smart because I think a lot of comic book people were put off by the initial episodes because it was this look. It was this family. I still don't care about the parents. They're not that interesting to me. I, the kids, Lauren mm. and Andy, became interesting, especially when you found out that they were super powerful when they combined their powers. That was very interesting to me. Um, uh, but then I also agree a little bit, though. It says uh, Andy looks more emo now, which I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, ho- hold on. Oh, no. There's, a, there's the one? still that I also sent. And yes, this season is called The Dawn of the Mutant Age. And they make it sound so cool. Uh, Zia, does calling it the dawn of the mutant age make it seem like something that you're more inclined to watch? Actually, yeah. A okay. little bit. That was that was very clever there because that sounds like, oh, the dawn of the... Okay. I think they include Morlocks too, right? Yes. Ooh. We're going to talk about that in a second. I was like, oh, isn't okay. that a trigger word for you? Yeah. No, <laughs> it's not a trigger word. That's... Yeah. No, for, for, oh, for Zia. Zia. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because of the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, so, Zia, if you weren't doing this show... And by this show, I mean Marvel TV Weekly. Would you still check that out? Or you'd be like, well, let me see. Probably not, yeah. honestly, because the first season to me just looked. I couldn't even bring myself to start it. Hmm. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> so I'm I mean, sorry, guys. Look, yeah. when, when we had Robbie Damon, Spider-Man himself, all he saw was just a picture of it. And he's like, he just looking at that picture. He was like, oh, yeah, I can't. Uh, I uh, this, this is a show? Is actually what he said. <laughs> That's right. So. You know, I I, I I do understand it. Uh, you know, it, it's sort of just a it, it basically it's a simple story of Andy Strucker, sister Lauren, uh, and their parents uh, are Reed and the mom whose name I always forget, <laughs> uh, Caitlin. Amy Acker is actually uh, the actress's name. Uh, so just to sort of just touch on that. They basically are doing some work against like rounding up, up mutants and, you know, all the bad guys sort of work. Whoops. Turns out your kids are mutants and you're going to have to get arrested, too. So they go on the run. So it's it's actually a great concept. But even from the pilot, I was a little disappointed for uh, how it was executed. What's uh, what are people saying in the uh-huh. chat? Bryce 23 says, Andy, live for my zombie call and she wants her look back. <laughs> So I was like, all right. Uh, and then, uh, what is it? Other people making not quite specific on the show. So That's all right. Uh, yeah, so um, people are interested, like, curious via the trailer. Uh, I, I They had a giant billboard at Comic-Con with Polaris on, like, the side of a building, which looked pretty awesome. I, I think it's going to look interesting. I, I think we also had some issues with, like, the dating kind of angst stuff that went on that okay we get it but can we move on yeah so i hope they kind of get past some of that a little bit yeah i think that there there was definitely a lot of that and you know uh you alluded to the storylines that deal with agent turner who mm-hmm. works for turner, services thank you. Mm-hmm. and uh he has an interesting story everything in this show centers around an event that they reference i believe it was july 15th but that's just off the top of my head. So maybe it's a different day, but there's like some incident happens. And as a result of that incident, nobody knows where the X-Men are. So there's this mutant underground that kind of has to carry on this mission. And our family ends up running into the mutant underground, despite the fact that 
the dad was a lawyer who was putting away mutants. They take them in because of the kids. So this Agent Turner is really trying to find them. He's not a great character. He has a, an interesting backstory, which is that his daughter died on this day of July 15th. And so he sort of has a personal vendetta against mutants, which could have been played better. But you have people showing up at his house and just you have bad storylines that uh, intervo- that involved him. And then when they bring in the doctor, you remember the doctor character, Carrie, Dr. Roderick Campbell, yes. played by Garrett Dillahunt, who you might know from a lot of shows. But to me, he'll always be the dad from Raising Hope. I, hadn't seen I was that, about so to say Raising Hope, oh, baby. Loved him yeah. on Raising Hope. So um, what was the other one? Yeah, I, that didn't bother me as much. The I'm all waiting. Never mind. I lost what I was like. I had one and I lost it. Keep going. That's all right. Uh, so you know the the relationship storyline of Lorna Dane, who is Polaris, mm-hmm. and Marcos, who never quite sure what his code name is on the Gifted After Show. Flashlight. Steve, Stephen Lemieux calls him <laughs> Flashlight. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I should have I should have asked Stephen to pop in just for this uh, couple minutes here, but he's always so busy. Uh, anyway, so their relationship, super annoying, hard to watch. You feel bad when she's in jail. And oh, she's I hope such that a- goes through quickly because she was a character just in the trailer for the new season. She's like, my ba- the baby needs more than love. Yeah. It's like, ooh. Yeah. Oof. But so when she's in jail, not able to use her powers, you're like, you've taken a great character like Polaris. You're not letting her use her powers. So already that's a problem. They didn't have her have green hair in the pilot, but then she washed out the black hair in episode two. So very clearly they were like, oh, okay, so we're not treating this character right. Let's do that. But their relationship is just unpleasant to watch when he's like got to go do some work for the lady crime boss and he's doing it to try and help her and the baby and all this sort of stuff. You know, it's just like, uh, well, they're mad now and – they're going to, like, break up over it. Mm-hmm. Mom and dad are fighting. It's just, yeah. And then it's like, oh, yes. I'm, I'm having That's a baby. That's a good way to put it, And yeah. there's just a lot of talk about the baby. And then the baby has powers, like, inside of the womb. So these are all things, Zia, and, that aren't necessarily, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm you gonna know. Skip, I'm going to skip this. You just skip drama. season skip one. That's yeah. where the I'm telling you, comes in. Yeah, I'm pass it gets on that. good at the end. But it's fine. They're going to recap the end, the part that's cool. I'll start watching and, like episode seven. <laughs> yeah, that might, even be too, that might even be too early. I, there's 13 episodes. Episode 12, you'll probably be Tur- all right. Um, I think the thing was with Turner is he was just such a one-note kind of bad yeah. guy chasing them that I get it. You've had this horrible trauma. I can get behind that. But he just never, ever... I'm this one thing, and I'm and you, uh, you just can't associate with him. And yeah, I felt yeah. that was frustrating. The, there's very little growth for the character. Yeah. There's moments where you think he might be able to be sympathetic, and it's all just like mutants are bad, mutants are bad, and it's just like, all right, we get it. Nobody likes mutants. Yeah. Uh, there's sort of an interesting angle where Sentinel Services is using mutants to work for them, and you know, get other mutants to help find mutants, and that's the the Hound program from Days of Future Past in the comic books, which is fascinating. I hope we see more powers. Well, we will see more it powers like it in the trailer. At mm-hmm. least, yeah, at, le- at least a couple minutes here and there. Because, as we alluded to, the one thing we are going to get this season is the Morlocks. And for those that don't remember from the X Men animated series or the comics, they live in the sewers underneath New York City. I don't know. This series is set in Atlanta because they film it there. Uh, all right, I guess that's fine. But really, Atlanta. <laughs> 
really need a superhero show set in Atlanta. Isn't that where Walking Dead is because they film it too? Uh-huh. We got it. It's hot. You know, just pretend it's somewhere else. It's fine. Anyway, <laughs> so it'll be cool to see which characters from the Morlocks we're actually going to get to see. The only one that I know they cast as a series regular is Erg, who you might remember. And if not, that's all right. You'll probably uh, get to see him. So uh, we have the Morlocks. And at the end of last season, they did introduce the Hellfire Club, which is a very interesting part of the X-Men mutant universe and the characters that honestly i was not that familiar with the stepford cuckoos the frost triplets who are i guess sisters of emma frost uh all played by the actress skylar samuels from I, scream queens by the way say i really like that character i you <laughs> did or didn't i did no was, i really like that character ruthless i, was, I love yeah, her just and killing people that was the only reason why michael shirley was able to tolerate the show is because he really liked those characters from the comic books and the three of them being part of the Hellfire Club, the idea that the Hellfire Club's involved, sort of building on this foundation that uh, Andy left his family behind because he believes in the mission of the Hellfire Club, not the mutant underground. That's creating some great conflict, despite the fact that Andy and Lauren are super powerful when they're actually combining their powers. And honestly, when their powers are separate, they're not that good. Yeah. You know, they're kind of lame. So, uh, yeah, not yet. They need more practice. Montage training sequence. Yeah, that's all we need. You know, an X Men comic book or a movie would have the danger room and just like, all right, now they're good at their powers. But yeah, both of them can have the potential to be like badasses, like on their own, you know, Mm -hmm. especially Andy, too. I love his power. He's just like, his personality could (laughs) be worked on a little bit. Yeah. Uh, characters that I like that we haven't talked about are Thunderbird and Blink. I think that, uh, they're actually a, a good pair. And I like the two of them. They killed off that dreamer character who I actually thought was a good character who oh. could, yeah. could uh, you know, sort of influence minds uh, through an interesting Though who looked like she could be Polaris' sister, which we talked about that. That might have been why. They just thought it was too similar. But yeah, so they killed off. That was one of the only characters I liked at that point in the season when they killed her. I like Blink and Thunderbird, though. though. Yeah, well, they, those were the three characters yeah. I liked at that point. Someone so, brought up a, a ship name for Blink and Thunderbird. Uh, Thunderblink. I like Thunderblink. Thunder Blink. Okay, that's uh, that's my favorite white zombie song. Thunderblink sixty five. Shout out to uh, Black Magic ninety nine. Black Magic yeah. ninety nine is always uh, always there in the chat. So thanks so much. They're kind of also they're they had a e not much variety of people of color too, and so I was like, oh, the two. Only two oh, we really like are the only two characters of color. That's true. The, she's she's Asian and he's uh, Native American. And uh, though Marcos he, is too, but he, oh, we're not yeah. saying we love that character as much. No, I don't. Mean, I don't. I don't like Flashlight. Right. I, I I'm gonna just. I side like with, him though. He's just annoyed me too much. I've, I, he's one that has so much potential, and that's what's frustrating. Yeah, I was about to say like he. I like the idea of him. I guess. <laughs> here's <laughs> here's know? what I'm afraid is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So Tuesday, I'm gonna watch the season two premiere. And I'm going to just remember all the things I hated about this show. Right now, I look mm-hmm. at the trailer, I see the image, and I'm like, this looks like it could be cool. Like, right now, Zia, you hear us talking about a lot of negative things, but we're looking towards, like, well, the Morlocks and the Hellfire Club. These are all cool-sounding things, right? They are cool-sounding things. The problem, though, is the way I just – and this is the problem I have with network TV. They can just I, – I have a hard time with shows that are on network because they never quite get it right. Well, yeah. Yep. I mean, if you look way back, and obviously this was for kids, the X-Men animated series, you don't call it the Hellfire Club. It's the Circle Club. Right. And yet inside the Hellfire Club was the inner circle. So mm. you couldn't have the Circle Circle Club. So obviously that created a problem. But yeah, you do. And obviously, again, that's for kids. But you do run into similar problems like that. Sort of what you can show, what you can't. 
Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do uh, in a network TV environment. This season has 16 episodes for some reason, three Whoa. more than last. Hmm. Yeah. So seems like a lot. It seems the like a lot. But when you think about how when you think about a network TV show will still put out 22 episodes. I mean, a show like any of your procedurals, your NCIS, your Law and Order SVU, They're those like I think 22. have 24. Yeah, 24. Those usually have 24. Jesus. Yeah. You know, it's funny. This is DC also, um, but I believe The Flash and those shows also have... Yeah, 22 oh, yeah. episodes yeah, is episodes. normal. Yeah, yeah I think I think yeah. Supergirl had 20 episodes in the first season. Yep. And that was mostly because CBS was like, yeah, we don't want it anymore. Some of our thoughts on Marcos Bryce in the chat says, I like Marcos. They're misusing the actor. Oh, yeah. I, I have no problem with the actor. I just think the way that the character is written. You know, yeah. I, I think that and I think his power is cool. And I think that the character is well intentioned. It's just when they give him things to do in a story moving from point A, B to C. I'm just like, oh, it's all pretty annoying. Yeah, with it, what yeah. you're doing. I know. And it's it's kind of annoying, too, because I don't know. I'm just thinking about it. And I feel like he has like the most depth to him. Like the, he has a lot of depth to that character because he's got like not only is he kind of like the leader of this underground rebellion, but also he has his girl who's pregnant, but also she has like she sees like the darker side of the rebellion. It's it's he's an interesting character. I don't know why he's failing me right now. I don't know. And I hope that uh, they're sort of able to use him as like, you know, he is a wholly like good person and he's well-intentioned and his girlfriend uses her crazy magnetism powers to rip an airplane out of the sky and kill a doctor. And you know what, when that happened, I'm like, yeah, I am team Polaris all the way. I was very excited. I'm like, this is what the show was missing. And now, you know, you do stuff like that because you're like, I don't know if we're going to be around for season two. Let's try to impress people. You know, kind of like what they did at the end of season two of Iron Fist. It was like, we don't know what's happening. So here's some crazy shit. Let's yeah. see what happens. Anyway. So I think that, that uh, I well no I am looking forward to the season very cautiously though because mm-hmm. you know the pilot or the premiere could be good and then two three episodes in Zia you might be sitting right here and just be like wait why are we watching this again <laughs> but I hope that they live up to the potential and we hope everybody in the chat agrees with us but uh, we will talk about the first episode of The Gifted uh, next week when we're back here and uh, we'll see if we include it into our uh, weekly uh, watch list but I will keep watching it because as we said about Venom I just keep watching all this stuff no matter as as, Legion is a much better show but even no matter how confusing it got the idea that I might stop watching never entered my mind Mm -hmm. my wife was out after two episodes in season two I was like no no I'm all in she kept falling asleep was, was the oh. biggest part. Yeah, uh, yeah that's yeah. a show you have to be awake. You have to be awake. Anyway, uh, so we'll talk about that next week, and maybe we'll know a little bit more about Daredevil Season 2, and then we'll really be getting ready for Venom. So maybe we'll spend a couple minutes talking about the Venom character. In the comic books, is just a lot different. That'd but be I- so cool. Sorry, that'll be. Mm-hmm. You don't want that? I really want that. You'll, yeah. you'll be here, so you'll get to. We'll get to talk about what we so like lucky. about Venom. Uh, anyway, so uh, that's it for this week. Uh, thanks so much to everybody in the chat. Very active chat, which we yes. always like, especially for a late show like this. We yes, always really appreciate you. it. Uh, so in the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. And if you want to see me all around after buzz, oh, Mondays I do Better Call Saul. Tuesday I got the Trump Report. Wednesday South Park's back this week. Hey-o. So uh, you'll see me there and you'll see Tony B. Tony in the booth. So uh, tune in Wednesday for the big South Park season premiere. Ten. Pacific Hashtag. on AfterBuzz. Hashtag cancel South Park. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Zia, where do people find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Zia underscore land. It's X-I-A underscore land. 
And Carrie. Yes, you can find me all over the studio as well. Uh, next weekend is the Winona Earp finale Sundays at 7. So only one more. And uh, Box Office Breakdown, which is right before this. Talk about the movies over the weekend. Tuesday, Horror Movie News with Tony. Hey-o. And then also After Buzz Anime Reviews. We're talking about My Hero Academia. And you can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. These are the plugs that never end, but I forgot to mention Tuesday, I will be a special guest on Marvel Movie News. Our friend Amy Cassandra Martinez is on that show. So you missed her this week, but you'll see her over there. And uh, she asked if I could sit in. And uh, so that'll be the first time I'm on over there. That is 2 p.m. Pacific, I believe, Tuesday on Popcorn Talk. And tell me if I'm wrong, if that's when that is. That is. It's at 2 p.m. And And Tony's in the booth on that show, too. I am. And I'm dubbing. I'm actually at Anthony there. I'm dubbing it uh, Amy Marvel News. Yeah. Amy Marvel News. Well, yep. That's great. Uh, so anyway, you'll find me there and all the other plugs that we just had. Thanks again, everybody. And until next time, Excelsior! Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 